Welcome back to another episode of Business Tech Unraveled. I'm your host, Zakia Ringgold, and I'm so excited to dig into today's topic with all of you. Now, as a growing podcaster and content creator, I've always been on the lookout for tools that can help me to streamline my workflow, enhance my audio quality, and save me some time without needing to be a sound engineer. And when I tell you that I have found a gem, you are going to be blown away. Today, we're not just talking about another tool, we're talking about my secret weapon that has allowed me to cut my podcast and audio editing time in half, maybe more than that. So it's a tool that I've grown to love and highly recommend to all of my fellow content creators out there and it's treble.fm. But here's the best part. You can see him if you're watching. You'll hear him in a moment. We don't just have the pleasure of discussing treble today. We have the visionary behind it joining us. So allow me to introduce you to a true innovator in audio editing, the founder of Treble FM, Armel. Welcome, Armel. Can you introduce yourself to the listeners for us? Absolutely, Zakia. Thank you for having me. And what a, what a generous introduction. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it better, but I'll try. So yeah, as you, you mentioned, I'm the founder of Treble. In a nutshell, Treble is really a platform that makes it easy for pretty much anyone to be able to create professional quality spoken word audio, whether it be an audio book, a podcast, a course, whatever, whatever in any type of audio really with this person speaking. And so a little bit about myself, uh, I'm a software engineer by trade. I worked for about 10 years in the software industry, building enterprise software for for networking companies. And then I left to kind of start my own thing and developed a, lot, a couple of products in the audio sphere before Intellectable on Treble, the audio editor that you know and that you love. So that's a little bit about me, but I'm not going to spill all the tea right now. <laughs> great, great. We will definitely dive into it. Armel, thank you so much for being here with us. We are definitely going to try and dive deep into treble.fm. That's the origins, the incredible features, and the impact that it's making on not only the podcasting community, but audio and content creation overall, because it, it has done a little bit more than just audio. So let's kick things off by going back to the origins of Treble. How did the idea of Treble come about? What inspired you to create it? It's a good question. So I, I, I'm going to try to give you a short version of the story. Hope okay. I, can, I can make it shorter. But so um, I mentioned earlier that I developed multiple audio products before. And so I think the first product I developed was, I would say, a hosting service mm -hmm. uh, for publishing uh, on Alexa and Google Assistant. And I think I launched it in like 2018. It did okay. But one of the problems with it was the fact that, you know, people were there was some a lot of competition with Alexa and Google was directly competitive with their product. So I had a good idea to say, hey, what I'll be able to bring this kind of hosting company for mobile. So just to kind of give you a better explanation. So the product I developed at the time was really a platform, an online platform where you could go and record audio, but it was more short form audio. So under 10 minutes. So you can record it and you can publish it but through our platform so people can listen to it on Alexa and Google Assistant. So then I brought that same constant on mobile. So we had a mobile app 
where people can actually listen to those short form, uh, short podcasts, I'll call it, that was called shortcast. Um, so where people can listen to that content. And some of the feedback that we received at the time was that people wanted to get more content. So at the time I tried to reach out to a bunch of influencers, creators, and to increase it to create content, which actually I was able to get a lot of people to actually want to create content. But what I, what quickly came true was that a lot of people were like, hey, I want to create content, but I'm not really sure how. It seems to be very difficult. And so I tried to convince people and, you know, it's just people were starting, but then they were always dropping because it was too much work. And I had a similar experience when I was developing a very similar product. Um, again, it was at some point people had to create content and the part of the creation or specifically the editing actually was the most challenging part. But I thought, honestly, at, at the time when I was, I was having challenges getting people to edit and create content, I didn't really realize that the biggest problem was actually the tools. And what really led me to understand that was that I got approached by a group of women uh, in their 60s, actually. It was an association of women in the 60s that wanted to start a podcast. So they got in touch with me through somebody that, that I knew. And they were like, hey, we'd love for you to, to, uh, to do us a course on podcasting. And I thought, hey, there's plenty of places online that show you how to start a podcast. You don't have to pay me to tell you how to start a podcast. But they really insisted. And they say, hey, we have like a government grant. It's totally fine. Like, don't worry, just take our money. So I said, okay. You insist I'll take your That's money. a dream client, by the way, Armel. Okay. Hey, I, I, I didn't want to, but it really forced me. So I said, okay. So anyway, so I created this whole, you know, course for them, a custom, custom-made course for them where I show them how to, you know, prepare for, you know, doing a guest interview, how to, you know, how basically the whole workflow for creating a podcast. And obviously, as I was showing them all those things, I had to show them how to edit their podcast. And at the time, I thought, okay, you know, there's plenty of tools out there. So I started looking into what I could show them. And what I didn't realize was that, you know, the best tool or the free best tool was Audacity. So I was like, hey, I'm going to show that to them. It's, it's, you know, it's not going to be that much of a problem. You know, keep in mind, I have some experience with audio in general. So I know a little bit how those software work. But as I was showing that to them, I realized I, sh- I had to give them a demo of Audacity, how to do cuts, how to do this and that, how to use the software. And at that moment, I really realized, wow, this is a lot of work. And it was sad because all there was a lot of work I knew was possible to make it very easy for people. It just, it turns out that the tools that were, the majority of tools that were available on the market were really just made, not just for podcasting, but also for music, for sound effects, for pretty much all type of audio. So Audacity, which I think is a great example, probably the most popular tools out there for, for editing audio. It's a tool that's not necessarily optimized for all spoken words or podcasting audiobook, any type of audio, where there's a person speaking. So, yeah, so anyway, just to come back to the story about the ladies I was teaching about podcasting, it really allowed me to open my eyes on the challenge that it was to actually create content if you never, if you didn't have any experience. But I knew there was a way to make it better. And I honestly just said, hey, one, we can say, hey, let me, let me give it a try. Let me see if I can come up with a prototype and see you know, how much effort it really is um, to kind of maybe put something together because I was convinced it, was, it, it could be easier. And you know, I started building a prototype, showed it to a few people that I knew about in the industry, got some very good feedback, and you know, kept showing it to more people, kept adding to the product, kept trying to make it better. 
And, you know, and now we're here, honestly, I think it's just kind of grew organically where I kept getting more and more feedback, more people interested in the product. And honestly, I'm, I'm very happy about it because I realized how much something like that was needed in the market. But obviously I had to experience firsthand. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Nothing like your own, like you're trying to teach people and it's supposed to be so simple. And then you're like, wait a minute, this is a lot of work. And like, oh, yeah. Eureka, you had that Eureka moment come through. So I think for the people who are watching the podcast interview, we are going to go through some of the features of Treble and really how simple audio editing becomes by using the tool. For those yeah. of you who are listening, we will not forget about our audio audience, we will definitely make sure that we include as much description as we can, but make sure that you watch the video just so that you are clear. All right. So as you can see or hear, when you first log into the Treble website, we are brought to our library, which shows us all of the content that we have either uploaded or the ability to create another shortcast. So, Armel, there is something very simple and easy that comes through with the Treble platform. Can you talk to us a little bit about the design aspect of was that done intentionally or what you're after with this for people when they're yeah. first coming in? That's a good question. I think uh, the, the design philosophy behind Treble is actually very simple. What we did with the product was we we took a step back and, and thought of the use case that people usually go through when they're trying to edit their audio, whether it be a podcast and an audio book. And we really designed the, the, the user interface to make it very easy to do some of those things. So for example, often when you, you record audio and you want to make some edit, the one of the number one thing people do is delete certain part of the audio, right? So make it easy to delete. Uh, obviously, people want to do things like, you know, maybe adding an intro or outro, make it very simple, making background, adding background music. Uh, so we really designed the interface so that it's usually one or two clicks away to get what you need to do. We make it very simple. One of the things we also did as well was that we, we didn't really start from the traditional design that most audio software have, right? So we really took a different approach. And that allows us to really make it simple for anybody to come on the product, but and not necessarily need any help because you can find that they are one click away from what they actually want to do. So I think that was a design philosophy. What we did as well is that we 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 know that in professional software for audio editing, there are a lot of things that people don't know how to use that are actually useful. And what we did instead of adding some of those useful things and that most people don't know how to do, we, we basically go through uh, some of those features and we dis we make a decision to say, okay, is this feature, can this feature be useful to most people? Other people don't know how to use it. And then we'll figure out a way to integrate it to our product, but in a way that is very easy to use. So I give an example. So for example, on Treble, and I'm sure you probably show it later, uh, we have a, a way to remove background noise, right? For example, I think on Audacity, if you want to remove background noise, you'll probably have to go to two or three menus before you actually get to it. Then I think you have to select like a part of the audio to make it visible and the part that, that has the, the audio that you want. I'm not sure if it's something happened, but anyway. So I was just yeah. saying, you, you, yeah, you have to select the part of the audio that you want, where there's the background noise. Once you select that part, you have to, 
to, I guess, to clip it. I don't exactly know the, the system that they call it. But then you have to go to another part of the process where you have to say, I want to remove background noise for all this thing. If this sounds confusing, you, you're not wrong. This is because it is confusing to do in some of those software. See, on, instead of doing that with treble, you have a one button where you click and say, hey, I want to remove background noise. And then we have an AI process that just goes in and just remove the background, right? So that was probably a long-winded answer to answer your question around the design philosophy. I really just say, yes, we really took a, a user approach where we focus on the use case that people want to do. But also we know that there are a lot of things that users don't know how to use, but that are useful for them to get quality content. And then we try to bring some of those useful professional features to everyday people, sometimes by you know tweaking the user interface or sometimes, and this is a lot of what we're doing now by using AI as a way mm-hmm. to abstract a lot of complexity. Excellent, excellent. And we are definitely going to get into that because I think what you started out by saying is that one click away philosophy. And that's yeah. exactly what we get when we get in here. So if we go through the journey of someone actually creating content, if we, we click on this little plus sign, maybe you come into an empty library because it's your first yeah. time. There's a little plus sign at the bottom, which allows you to either record or import. Do you want to talk a little bit about this and why you decided to have both of those there? Absolutely. I think the, most people, when they come in, they have two choices. Um, so they either want to record because they don't have the audio. And then in this case, they ended up here and they could click on the you know, microphone at the bottom, which allows them to start recording. There's also a little toggle at the top that says show notes. So they can actually add some notes to help them with their recording. Maybe they're reading through a script. This is very convenient if you maybe recording a voiceover for a newsletter or for an article. You can just write your notes there. And then when you're ready to record, you just hit record and then you can start recording. Right. Excellent. So when you click on the record button, you probably see a little timer that tells you, hey, you're recording right now, like this one. So the timer goes in and then now it's capturing your voice. And then you have a volume meter at the bottom. Uh, it shows you how much time you have left to record. I think by default, you give you about an hour of audio per session. Um, but obviously you can record as many times as you want. But so yeah, you can keep recording like that. And when, when you're happy you're recording, you can just hit the, the stop button to pause the recording. So this I'm is gonna the first stop re- it. Okay, yeah. so, so what I'm doing re- is demonstrating it, but there you go. I'm gonna delete that okay. recording. Yeah, you can also delete that recording. Here you go. Uh, and then you can go to the audio option. The other option, if you don't want to record, you already have existing audio file, then you can just go and import more. And then you can take your file, drop it there in this little rectangle, and then you can use that file for creating or editing the audio. Got it. So just I did like go ahead and import that for our audio listeners. You'll mm-hmm. actually be able to just click that button and bring it in. And then once you do that, you simply click on the next button. Yeah. So once you get to the next button, the next step, this is really where the, the magic happens. So you have two options. The first option, you can save the, the file that you uploaded as it is, or you can actually go and transcribe and edit. So I'll suggest you click on the transcribe and edit button. So when you click on that transcribe and edit button, I know we have people that are just listening, so I'm going to try to kind of like podcast it a little bit. So when you click on the transcribe and edit button, we see a drop-down that allows you to choose which language that you want to use for the transcription. So Treble will let you pick the language. I think we, at the moment we support over 70 languages. So you can pick the language that is used in the recording that you just created or uploaded. Once you, you choose the right language, you hit on transcribe. 
and then Treble will go in and upload and transcribe your audio file. Usually it doesn't take too long. Um, I think right now we have some fa fast transcription which actually can transcribe, I think, an hour of audio in like less than a minute, so which is pretty cool. So, so I'm going to uh, stop my share only because mm -hmm. I do believe I accidentally uploaded a very long video, which was an MP4 okay. and not necessarily an MP3. So it may take a little while. So while that is doing that, thanks mm -hmm. to the magic of treble, I will be able to go back and edit quite a bit of that. Can you talk about when people are importing, what are some of mm -hmm. the things that they should be aware of when you're either recording directly within Treble or mm -hmm. using that import? Are there any potential gotchas or best practices for when they're um, doing that initial audio? This is a tough question because I think with Treble, we really try to make it easy. So we at the same time, we don't want to put too many constraints on what, you know, how to do things. But I'll, I'll give a few guidelines, which we, Honestly, I might give them today, but they might not be valid in the next, in the next six months So, because we're trying to make it as, as simple as possible. So I'll say the first thing that you want to do, obviously, the, the better when you upload a recording, especially if you're recording, you want to put yourself in the best recording condition that you can. That just, if you can do that, it will be great, right? So make sure that there's not too much noise. You might, you're not close from a or maybe a, a road or something like that, or, you know, at a conference, there's plenty of noises. If you can just make sure you're recording in great condition, it's always the best option. You have a microphone like I'm, I'm using right now, that's great. If you don't, don't sweat about it. Just You, you can still use it. The other thing that I would say is um, on, when it comes to pre-recorded audio, uh, again, I don't think there's that many constraints. I think treble support, WAV file, MP3 file, OG file, a bunch of formats. So, you don't have a lot of constraints. I think the only constraint that we do have right now is that we only allow you to edit up to 90 minutes. We're kind of working on kind of bumping that up. But I think right now the main constraint that you have is really the time limit of uh, the file that you're uploading to travel. I think it's up to 90 minutes for audio. And I, I might kind of like say something that's maybe controversial, but we also allow you to edit video and we allow you to edit up to 30 minutes of video in one session. So those are the main constraints that I can think of. Um, but like I said, we always work on kind of extending some of those constraints and making sure people don't actually have constraints because if you have to have constraints, then you know, it stresses and you have to worry about a lot of things. But those are the few things I can see at the moment. Yeah. And I should mention, I said, oh, it might take a while. It didn't take any time at all. As you went through that, it, it showed right up on the page. So Amazing. we went ahead and uploaded the file so walk us through what it is that we're seeing here once we get in and what some yeah. of those one-click options are. Absolutely. So now we, we look at the screen, we write into the editor where the magic happens. On the, we have a big square rectangle box with a bunch of text. The text that we see on the screen here is really the transcription from your audio. If, um, and if you notice between the, the, the words, the little squares, so the squares are really just unrecognized sounds that are between words. So they can be pauses, they can be, you know, other sounds that are not actually a spoken word. Um, now, this is what you see on the right, on the left side of the screen. On the right side, we have a, some kind of context menu. So every single time you click on a word or you have a selection, you see options on the left side, which allows you to control what you just selected. The other thing that you can do is that every time you select a word or a group of words, you also see a context menu that shows up. 
that context menu allows you to you know make changes to the to the to the content. For example, the first button you see is to ignore. So if you see a section of the audio that you don't want, you just select that section. If you hit ignore, you just you know just say ignore or delete that section. Um, you also have the ability to um, if you select a part of text again, you have the next button that you see add background audio. This option really allows you to add music in a background. It's very convenient if you want to do um, you know, intro, outro, or you want to have some sounds playing in the background. And the cool thing with Treble, as you can see on the screen as well, is that Treble comes in directly with a library of license-free music and sound effects that you can use. This is really convenient because often when we, we create content, we have to go maybe to another platform to try to find the music. Sometimes license, so you have to pay for it. With Treble, we already have music that you can use free of charge, and so you can get access to it search through different categories. We also do have sound effects that you can use. Maybe you want a, a ring of a bell of a, um, you know, there you go, very loud, but yeah. So we, we do have many sounds that you can use and you can add those sounds in the background, which is very nice. If you close this menu, if you choose it, you can also upload your own audio, by the way. So you have your own music, it's easy to upload that as well. Let's, let's take another section of the audio, just to, I want to show you more, more, more things there. Uh, so the other thing that we have available, uh, we can also insert sound, which is very different for the first maybe that I mentioned. The back, inserting background just put the, the audio, the music in the background. The inserting really just kind of put the audio that you selected in the middle of the words, right? So it's very convenient if, for example, you wanted to have like a, I don't know, like a sound effect uh, in between when you were speaking, you just use that insert functionality. Now, now would that be something yeah. that you did between two words, like for what you're describing there? Would mm -hmm. you have that background or that audio just between two words, or could that be in an entire segment? It could. Be, you can do both. So it could be in an entire segment. It doesn't necessarily have to be. So you can. So if you add background, you can add background. The background can, can span across lots of words, even paragraphs. If you're inserting, um, it, it's going to always insert it between, you know, two things naturally. So it's depending on where you select. Like in this case, for example. It, it it added it between the U and the knee. So uh, yeah. Uh, the other thing, and then there's like a, a, a little context three dots. You can play it, obviously. So if you select a section of the audio, you can just keep play the play button, and we'll play from that. You, sorry, I'm I'm pressing it's buttons okay. here, guys. So it was just it's a matter good. of clicks. It's <laughs> just okay. a matter of clicks. So so, but yeah. So you can play like if you if you make a selection, you can play from that selection, which is why that that play buttons there. We also have the more options would basically show you a lot more things. Um, so you can cut, copy, paste, you can correct the transcription. Sometimes it happened that the software make a few mistakes and which is very convenient because you can just go in and just you know change the word and just hit correct and we'll just correct that. Now, the other thing that you see on the screen at the, the bottom of, this, of the screen, we have a play button, right? This is obviously where you if you want to start the playback from any part of the audio, you just hit the play button and you just start playing wherever the cursor was left. Now, on the top uh, part of the, the screen, we have a, a toolbar where you usually have a lot of things. So you can undo everything that you do on treble. You can always undo or redo it, which is very convenient. Just like when you work with words, it makes it very simple to be able to make a change. If you're unhappy with the change, you can undo it or redo it. It allows you kind of testing very quickly. Um, you also have a search functionality where you can search for words. So, for example, let's say we search for need, 
Um, we can search for the word need. I'm not sure how many instances, only, only three instances of the word. So you can see everywhere where the word shows up. Uh, actually, what I think is, and you can go hit the next, the, the arrow to go up or down to go to the next occurrence of that word or not. But it's very convenient because if you're searching for something, you can actually get to it very quickly. Uh, the other thing is you can also see that something that looks like a microphone, but it's 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 kind of like crossed right now. If you turn it, if you click on that button, what this allows you is that now as you kind of move through different search results. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I was just saying, you know, with that search, you can also kind of go through the search result, but you can listen to them, which is very convenient. So maybe you can search something else. It you needs want to, to be. You need to be. Yeah, right. it so found everyone. All the, all the words that you see. And which is, again, very, right. I don't want to interrupt you with what you're playing with it. Because so <laughs> I didn't realize that tool was there. So it can quickly oh, I'm sorry. find it. And you can play it. Your platform. Yeah. Two marketing platforms or email platform. Right platform. Email well, platform. platform. You decide. Email yeah, we're talking platform. About text. Makes sense. Head. All right, I'll stop. Okay, there you go. Back to you, Armel. <laughs> Perfect. So you can search for words. Now, the next menu on the toolbar is a magic one. And that's usually where a lot of people spend a lot of time because that's really where there's a little magic here happening. So, the, and when you click on that magic one, you have a context menu that shows up. The first thing that you see, the button that says delete field words. And if you click on it, it allows you to actually remove from the audio all the ums and the as. Very good for you. You actually happen to have no ums, which is, Unheard of. Very unheard probably, of, but I, I guess. Hey, you, this is you, probably you an these. already edited one. I'm sorry. Yeah, this wasn't a great. It, it's all good. But, yeah. it, it's all good. But you know, at the end of the day, if you happen to have audio with the filler words like arms and ass, with that option, it allows you to easily click on that button. It will automatically remove all the filler words. So super convenient when you need to use it. The second option is says stream silences. So obviously, when you when you record audio. You don't have a lot of places where there's just pauses like this one, right? And you don't want to necessarily kind of go in and how to find some of those places and delete them. But this menu, you can actually just see how many, how long you want your pauses to be. For example, like a, the default option tell you this three squares, which I think is about 715 milliseconds. And then if you click on the trim button, you can make it, you can make it larger or smaller. And if you click on the trim button, it will actually go and remove all the pauses in the audio, all the silence, all the pauses that are longer than the, the, the time that you selected, right? So I think, I don't know how many it was able to find, but it, it said 20, all of those. It said 20 yeah, silences. It, exactly. So it was able to cut off 20 of those silences. Now, the, the next option or magic, you know, a list of super cool tools, I'll say, or magic tools, is this toggle that says noise cancellation. So as I mentioned earlier, this is really convenient because now, sometimes you you recorded your audio to some background noise, or you can hear your fridge in the background and things like that. And with this button, all you have to do is just toggle that that switch on, and then it will, the next time you play, it automatically you know remove the background noise. It usually takes a little bit of time the first time you play it, but then after that, it was kind of usually just play um, with the background background noise removed. So if you hit play, you see the difference. Do you hit play? And you have to hit play. Don't, don't hit play. Is it done? This is Business Tech Unraveled, the podcast okay. where I... Yep. And you have a great voice, so it sounds good with the, the noise removal. But, uh, but yeah, so you, you can remove all the background noise. 
just by hitting that that switch. And then the last option we, we call the magic sound enhancer. And and this button really allows you to um, be able to improve the the, the the sonic of either your voice or the music that's added all the sound effects. So by default, it's turned off because depending on the voice, depending on the sound effect, people might or might not like it. That said, I have to say we we work on a few interesting things that maybe we'll get into later that will make this uh, feature even better than what it is today. And because the whole idea behind this 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 little menu is really to kind of help you automatically enhance the quality of your audio, whether it be music, or sound effect, or just your voice, right? So this is really what this menu is about. Then the next menu on our toolbar looks like a, a little eye, and it really just allows you to toggle the visibility of certain elements. So for example, you can toggle all the hide all the things that you deleted by just toggling the the you know, show ignore content show ignore content you can also remove all the word gaps or all the pauses so you just ended up just seeing text and then you can also hide what we call like edit boundary so usually when you cut audio on treble it will show a lower line to say that between to to notify you that those the words that you have in front of you were cut so there's no continuous you know, it's not a continuous audio signal, basically. Um, so you can turn that off if you don't want to see those those edit boundaries. And also, there's a, the ability to have the system to auto-scroll as you actually listen. So you can turn all those things on and off, right? And the last thing on the menu is really the help. Obviously, we try to make it as easy as possible, but sometimes, just sometimes, you're trying to find something that you can't find. So we have a help section, have a, a, a chat also where you can message me or somebody from the team, if you have any questions, uh, we can even allow you to book a session with me or somebody from the team to help you with any problem that you're encountering. And we have a way for you to be able to request features that you don't see on the product that you would love to see. And uh, that's about it. I think I kind of did my sport testing. It was a little long. There was obviously a couple of things to come through, but hopefully uh, that gives a better understanding of what was available on travel. But uh, yeah, I'll kind of pause it for now. Yeah, and I'm just going to add in one of my favorite features is the cut and paste because that for me makes it feel like my normal routines when I'm editing mm -hmm. a document, right? So I can highlight this particular text here and hey, it may make more sense a little bit later in the podcast. I don't have to go and find it on a timeline and kind of move mm -hmm. it around. I can just use the same keyboard shortcuts, Command X. And then I can put it where I want it to go and do a command V and it has now moved that entire segment. That is my absolute, well, this removing of the silence and adding background music. So there's a couple, but that was one I didn't hear you talk about. So I'm, I just wanted I'm to so add sorry. That I, I think, I, I think I should bring you to help with all the marketing for trouble. Cause I, I looked, I looked at the demo just that looks amazing. But yeah, as you said, I think one of the, the beauty of the product is really what you just, just showed is that, you know, if you want to move part of the audio around, you can just select the section of the audio and just use your command X or, or, or control C if you're on, 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 on Windows to be able to copy or cut that part of the audio and then go command V or, or control V to paste it wherever else. So it makes it very, very simple. And also it's it's intuitive because one of that you want or not, most people have actually worked with, with something like Microsoft Word. So it makes it very convenient to, to edit. Sure. And then the next part is just clicking next and you can give it a title. Exactly. So when you're happy with your edits, 
And let's say you added your background, your, your music, your intro, your outro, and you made a few changes, remove some field words. When you're happy with the result, you just go next, give it a title, and maybe add some notes. And yeah, that's about it. You, you hit the finish button and then trouble going, take all your changes and create a, an audio file that has all the changes that you made. Um, it will create an MP3 file, but also create a WAV file. And I think at the moment, it allows you, when you're trying to use that audio later, it actually gives you a WAV file. So, yeah, so now we, when we look at the screen, I guess I'll, I can keep broadcasting as you, uh, Treble now takes all the changes that you made and actually rendering um, all the changes into one single file, um, which is, again, very convenient. So a few things that I didn't mention, which I, I guess is a good approach for me to show here, is that there's a few things in the background that Treble does that you know, most people wouldn't necessarily notice all the time. So I give you an example. So when you record your audio or you put it on Treble, and what Treble also try to do is to make sure the audio is at the right volume. Most people don't necessarily know that, but if you have a podcast, there is a standard, there's a recommended volume that your audio has to be on. I think if you have a stereo, stereo file, it should be around the minus 16 lufs, um, which is uh, uh, something measure for um, this. So when you upload or you record your audio to Treble and you render this file, Treble will go in, for example, and make sure that your audio is at the right volume, right? There's a few other things like that that Treble does automatically. So when you make a cut, remember that the edit boundary is the lower line that shows between words. What Treble will do as well is that every time there's a cut, it will actually apply the crossfade between those cuts just to make sure that the cut is, sounds a little bit more smoother and is not as noticeable. Again, just do that thing that usually professional people will do. Mm -hmm. You know, everyday people don't necessarily know how to do that, but Treble will do that automatically in the background. And I mean, the list is long, but there's that one of the few things I want to mention that actually Treble do, does automatic in the background. So you wouldn't necessarily notice it, but so some, some way, somehow you're going to feel like it, it sounds better because we do a, lot, a few things in the background to kind of help the quality of the, 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 the result. So I yeah. think we're in the last step. So now it's probably done with all your work. And yeah, it saved, it saved the, the work that you created. Now when you, your file is created like that, we have a few options. You can share it directly to Treble if you wanted to uh, share it online. So you can use it as kind of a hosting platform. But what most people often do is that they will take the audio or they will download it back so they can use it for their podcast, their audiobook, or maybe they have a, like a course that they're using it for. Um, so they can just come here, click the download audio, and it will download the file. Easy. You can also download the transcription. If you hit download transcription, it actually gives you a text file which all, with all your transcription. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. And that's typically what I'll do, the audio in the transcription. And I've started to do something with journeys. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because that's the that's pretty much the workflow for what people would need to do. Um, and it really I mean, we were talking through it, but honestly, mm -hmm. it takes about five to 10 minutes, depending on how long your audio is. Treble does really make it simple and seamless to do. But there are some additional features where you can edit the details. You can duplicate it. Like maybe there were some changes that you want to make. Maybe the file was too long and you want to chop it up. Duplicate it, edit it, and then you can do it all over again. So do you want to talk about some of the upcoming features with Treble? So you, you briefly touched on the word journeys. 
Um, so Jurys is a new product that we've been kind of working on behind the scene, and you have access to it, so you would kind of give us some feedback. So what Journeys is in a nutshell, you can think of it as a as a online audio listening experience creator. The, the, the easiest way I can put it is think of it as a as a platform for creating online audio course. And what's really unique about Journeys is that it, it makes it very, very easy to share knowledge and information through audio. So the way it works, for example, you, you have one here that you created called from employee to entrepreneur. And I'm just kind of reading out loud what I see here. It looks like you have a journey that, um, where the goal of the journey is to, because every journey on travel has a goal. So your journey here is, uh, the goal of the journey is to strategic use of digital tools to grow your business online. So I'm gonna guess it's a journey that help people that have businesses and kind of show them great tools that they can use to grow their business. And then in the journey, the description of the journey, you also can explain, you know, what, I guess, give some kind of ideas to people to about what you're going to cover during that journey. Now, on the right side of the screen, you can see that the, the journey has a trailer. So trailer is usually a little intro about the journey when you talk about what you're going to talk through it. So it's, it's kind of like an audio introduction, if you can think of it like that. Then you have the outline, which is really, the, the, the meat of your journey. So always organized into, into days. Basically, every, every audio piece that you add to your journey is a lesson. Um, and then you can you know, record it directly from travel or upload an existing file. You can edit it directly from travel and then you can drop it here um, to be part of your journey. So for example, in the journey that you're showing us now here, you have a journey trader. You also have, I think the second lesson is setting your mindset for entrepreneurial success, your first step forward. That's a great title, by the way. Interesting, I'll have to listen to it. Um, and then in the third part is establishing your online headquarters, why website essential for every businesses. So the, the idea again of Journey, if I just kind of keep it short here for the listeners, it's really a super simple and easy tool to allow you to create and share your knowledge through audio. It, it's provide, it's it's packaged looking more like a, a course, um, but what's cool about Treble is that you can create direct, everything directly to Treble. You can publish it on Treble and, and share it through Treble. So people, uh, Treble has a mobile app as well that people can use to consume that content. Um, and what's really cool is that when somebody comes in and they subscribe to that journey, um, they will get a notification every single time somebody is subscribed to the journey. So if you subscribe to the journey, and this is like a five-day journey or six-day journey, every day for six days, you'll get an email notification saying, hey, you know, go check out the, the, the lesson for this journey that you've subscribed to. So now you're showing us a little bit what it looks like in, in real time. So this one is one where I can see how it looks like. Um, you can see the progress on the journey. It looks like you, you're the last year of the journey. You already listened to two pieces. So yeah, it's a very simple and easy tool for people to be able to create and share knowledge. And the cool thing about it, which I, I would have forgot to mention, is the fact that you can create on travel completely free. You can offer it for free. And usually people use it more as a lead magnet. So maybe let's, and it's very convenient. Let's say you're a coach or you might be a coach or, or, or business, yeah, any type of coach. And this is a great tool for you to be able to, to scale your business mm -hmm. because you can use travel with the journey to, I guess, package some of the things that you, you usually would give out for free or, or maybe talk to people here and there and then offer it on your website or on your social media as a lead magnet to collect emails. You can also 
use journeys as a way, just as a paid product. Um, so Trevor allows you easily make a journey pay, and you can say, you know, miss, you need to get access to this journey. People have to pay $20. It's also a great way for people that are um, as consultant or just business coaches to be able to scale their business because it allows them to give a, a lower price point to people that might want to engage with them but that are not ready to pay for $200 or $300. So it's a great set way to, it's a great opportunity to, um, you know, retain, get more people on the, in the funnel of your business and hopefully they can convert to be customers for your coaching business or any other type of business you have. Fantastic. All righty. Well, we have come to the end of our journey together, but I always like to put everyone on the hot seat. And that is, what's one question that you wish I would have asked you during the interview? You asked me great questions. Um, you actually asked me a question I don't, I don't think I fully answered. So I'm going to kind of use that to kind of answer. So you, you asked me what's coming. I think you might have asked me what's coming next for travel. Like what, where is yeah. this going? And we do have a great product today, but we want to be able to provide more. And I will tell you in the next, the next six to eight to 12 months for travel, you will see a lot of AI capabilities all into kind of empowering people and easily editing audio or content in general. Um, I can share a few other things that we're already working on. One, like I mentioned, is the ability to increase the quality of your recording. So for example, right now, like let's say we were taking this, this, this recording and you wanted to kind of publish as a podcast or something for social media, and I wasn't using a microphone, the quality of the audio wouldn't be as good. So we're working on an AI model that will really take any type of recording, especially the ones like this one, and will make it sound like it was recorded in the studio. We're also working on something that will allow you, let's say you made a, a you know, let's say I was, I was, I was talking to you on, on, on the call and I made a mistake and you just wanted, you didn't want me to re-edit, re-say the sentence. You'll be able to easily change the transcription and Trevor will regenerate the audio matching the actual transcription. This is very convenient if, you know, somebody made a mistake or you want to delete it, like, you know, they made a mistake and they want to just quickly make that change. You can easily do that. The other thing that we're working with, I'm super excited, is around helping people edit even faster. So you mentioned that, you know, when you edit audio today with treble, it saves you a lot of times. But we figure that there's a lot of ways with AI that we can even make that process even faster. And I won't spill the bean here, but, <laughs> but I'll tell you, probably if you had an hour of audio to edit, it might literally take you like two to three minutes wow. to edit it professionally. So yeah, I won't spill the bean here. Maybe it's, it's a good opportunity for you to, to get me again on the pod to talk about it. Uh, but yeah, all that to say, we, we work on a lot of AI capabilities, AI features to kind of really help enhance and speed the process of editing. And um, we also work on a few things around like broadening, broadening the, the, the reach of the product, but a lot of, in the next six to 12 months, we are going to announce a lot of AI capabilities. I would say Fantastic. That. I mean, that's right in line. Every, anybody who's not doing anything in 2024 or beyond or now that has to do with AI will be left. So I'm happy to hear that Treble is kind of already pushing that thing. Absolutely. So th that's pretty much all I have for today. This was fantastic armel thank you so much for coming for those who are interested in getting your own copy of treble 
We do have an affiliate link for it, which is links.businesstechlab.com forward slash treble. But Armel, can they connect with you anywhere on social or anything like that? Absolutely. If you want to connect with me, I am on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm on Twitter. I'm not the most active. I should be probably. Um, if you want to connect with me, it's Armel on, on Twitter. I think it's Armel Baudry. LinkedIn, it might be Armel Baudry as well. But then you should have strong recommend. You can always follow um, Treble on Twitter, or I guess people call it now X. Um, I think if you just search for Treble FM in one word, with two Bs, you'll find Treble. You can also follow us on, on LinkedIn. If you want to be able to receive more updates on some of the new features, some of the really interesting things that we're working on. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us. All of the links that Armel has mentioned will be in the show notes. And until next time, don't get caught up with technology. You can unravel it and stick around because we have more coming on Business Tech Unraveled. <laughs>